For the bird noise, see bird vocalization. It was Twitter's fifth birthday last week. Yes, it's been five years of millions of people talking about what sort of sandwich they're eating 140 characters at a time. It seems like only yesterday we were communicating via 160-character text messages. Man, we were verbose back then. Twitter, for those of you blissfully unaware, is a website where people can write short messages, called tweets, to each other. You can follow other people, and they can follow you, and all of the tweets from the people you follow are arranged chronologically in a timeline so you can see the inane chatter and the order in which it was spewed out to the world. Put simply, in 140 characters, Twitter allows people to easily communicate via the web or SMS to their followers, most frequently about what type of sandwich they're eating. The first tweet was sent out on March 21, 2006. It read, Eating a pastrami on rye, hash om nom om nom nom. The tweet was tweeted by one of Twitter's co-founders, Jack Dorsey, also known as at Jack in Twitter parlance, or more accurately, Twitter parlance, as they called Twitter Twitter back in 2006, because vowels are for old people. Despite its high level of absurdity, I actually use Twitter. In fact, Twitter is the only social media site in which I participate. Facebook, MySpace, FriendFeed, Friendster, Reddit, LiveJournal, Beardsley, Buzz, LinkedIn, Audi Innie, Innie Audi, Up is Down, Obama Book, Kim Jong Ilster. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Even the ones I made up. The ones I made up might actually exist. 113 new social media sites have started since I began this paragraph. Now that the paragraph is ending, most of them have since been shut down, though. Point is, Twitter is the one that hooked me, for whatever reason. I think the trick was you could get a taste without even signing up. You could read at fake Michael Bay's witticisms and whatever at Barack Obama's intern had to say without actually creating an account. That was big for me. The semi-walled garden. Would-be social media competitors take note. Well, except you, Facebook. You seem to be doing okay. Keep doing your thing. I was more looking at you, Kim Jong-Ilster. It also helped that I got on Twitter right around when Michael Jackson died. In fact, that's how I found out he died. Sort of indirectly. No one really said he died, but everyone just started tweeting their favorite MJ songs, and I kind of inferred what happened from there. It was a pack of wolves, right? Me on Twitter during the death of MJ reminds me of what Dennis Leary said about seeing Lee Harvey Oswald getting shot on live television. If that was your first exposure to TV as a kid growing up, you'd be hooked for life. You just saw a dude get shot. What else is going to happen? Admittedly, there's a bit of a difference between a dude getting shot and seeing people tweeting song titles, but it's the same idea. Sort of. Twitter is a perfect example of the right idea at the right time. It wasn't until 2006 when the technological infrastructure was in place and the demand was there for something like it, even if we didn't realize the demand existed. You would never think, man, I wish I could read an endless stream of chatter from friends, enemies, celebrities, celebrity imposters, politicians, long-deceased historical figures, a variety of hulks, drunk hulk, lit crick hulk, buttist hulk, feminist hulk, famous people's pets, and somebody's dad who says shit. But once you see it in action, you realize, eh, there might be somebody to this after all. Except for Hitler Hulk. That's just messed up. 
Couple that with the acceleration of absolutely everything, and it totally makes sense. Twitter is a reflection of the times in which we are living. Take our society of short attention spans and our celebrity-obsessed culture, throw in some news and cat videos, and heat to 140 characters. Done. Before Twitter, how did we know what celebrities were eating? How did Justin Bieber fans express their every waking thought? How did politicians fake relate to their constituents via a PR firm claiming to be them? Perhaps most importantly, what did CNN use to fill time? There is not 24 hours of news in a day. CNN knows this. Until Twitter, they had to work to fill those hours. Now, though, now, sweet Jeebus. I think the real reason Larry King decided to retire now, after all these years, is that CNN started making him read tweets on the air. Can you think of anything more demeaning? If I was born in the late 1800s and some snot-nosed producer who was in diapers during the Carter administration showed up and told me I had to read tweets from at check D's abs bro 69 on air, I'd slap him with my suspenders and walk out of the building. Or have someone carry me. Not sure if Larry King is self-propelled at this point or not. Twitter is not journalism. But it seems like whenever I'm subjected to any sort of cable news in a bar at a friend's place, the anchor is always saying, let's check in on the Twittosphere, or it's tweet time, or make it stop. Which isn't to say Twitter can't deliver news. In the right hands, the 140 character limit is actually a good thing. It gets to the point and cuts out the nonsense. It's like an old school telegraph, news coming in over the wire, just the headlines. Earthquake in Japan, stop. Bombing in Libya, stop. Look at these adorable kittens. Stop. No, really, stop. They're too adorable. Five years on, and Twitter shows no signs of slowing down. For all its inanity, it does serve a purpose. There is a greater good. In times of social unrest, Twitter is there. In times of political upheaval, Twitter is there. In times of Ashton Kutcher sharing a YouTube clip of a monkey drinking its own urine, Twitter is there. At Jack must be so proud.